This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some we'll find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10, 10-minute episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues Cecilians. And the fifth thing I like about these super cool amphibians is the way they get around. In previous episodes, we have clearly established that Sicilians do not have legs. So you may have been asking yourself, how do they get around? Excellent question. Let's get the answer. Sicilians are definitely not the only no-legged animal on planet Earth. There are snakes, glass lizards, and fish that do not have legs. Each of these examples have a unique way of locomotion. Sicilian locomotion is something that absolutely blows my mind. In the last episode, we learned that Sicilians are divided into 10 different families. Most of those families are terrestrial, which means of, on, or relating to the earth, according to the Oxford English Dictionary. Furthermore, many terrestrial Sicilians are fossorial, which means they live underground. Nine of our 10 families are considered terrestrial Sicilians. So how exactly do these Sicilians create motion? They use hydrostatic movement. Hydrostatic motion is created when one set of muscles contracts in a circular and longitudinal pattern and another set of muscles stretches in response. So think of how a jellyfish moves. That in and out, almost like breathing motion, is how hydrostatic movement works. Many species of invertebrates use hydrostatic systems to move. Example, our jellyfish. And several species of vertebrates use hydrostatic systems in specific body parts. What makes Sicilian hydrostatic locomotion unique is that they are the first known vertebrate to use their entire body as a hydrostatic system for locomotion. Now, how could this possibly get any more interesting? I shall tell you. Hydrostatic movement generally depends on utilizing fluid-filled portions of the body or vertebrae. But Sicilian's hydrostatic motion depends on a crisscross array of tendons that surround their body cavity. Because Sicilian's skin and skeleton actually move independently of each other. They are not linked. Muscles do not attach the skin to the skeleton like other vertebrates. That in and of itself is pretty cool. But this actually allows them to create twice the maximum forward force of similar-sized burrowing snakes that rely on longitudinal movement. Wow. This is just one more example of what makes Sicilians so unique in the animal kingdom. Okay, 
Now that we know exactly how terrestrial Sicilians create forward motion, notice I said terrestrial, we'll hear more later. Let's look at another characteristic that is influenced by their fossorial lifestyle. As you know, Sicilians don't have feet, so they cannot use those to help them move through the soil. Instead, their skull bones have adapted into the perfect shape to move through the soil. Their skulls are often described as wedge-shaped, compact, and robust. Sounds a lot like a shovel, which would be perfect for digging through soil. Fossorial Sicilian skull bones have actually fused together in ways that other animal skull bones are not fused. There are two types of skull structures in Sicilians. The first type is zygocrotaphic, in which the skull is perforated between the squamosal, or the side of the skull, and the parietal, or the top of the skull. The second type of skull is stegocrotaphic, which means the skull is completely roofed. These two skull types are incredibly interesting to researchers and have inspired several scientific studies. One study investigated whether the amount of tunneling a species does determines which skull formation is found in their family. The thought was that the completely roofed skull formation would be better suited to Sicilians that burrow in soil more than other species that live mainly in leaf litter. To withstand the force needed to push through the soil, a completely fused skull would be better, right? Sounds like a winning hypothesis to me. What investigators found did not support this hypothesis, though. There was no evidence showing Sicilians with stegocrotaphic skulls had increased burrowing activity. Skull shape may be more influenced by what they eat instead. And we're going to talk about that more in next week's episode. While investigating this hypothesis, the researchers did discover that cranial shape varies greatly throughout Sicilians. Even though there is variability in the position of the mouth, the temporal perforation of the skull, and the closure of the eye orbits, Sicilian skulls are generally bullet-shaped, which helps make burrowing much easier. Scientists are always asking questions, and a group of researchers studying Sicilian movement wanted to know if the length of a Sicilian impacted the way they moved. Using X-ray video, yes, I said X-ray video, how cool is that? These scientists recorded the movement of five different species of Sicilian that ranged in size. What they discovered was that as the length of the Sicilian increased, their ability to create the internal concertina motion of hydrostatic movement decreased. So as the Sicilians grew longer... They lost the skin and skeletal independent movement because of the increase in the body length. That doesn't mean as they're growing from juveniles to adults, this means the difference in size of species. The larger species depended more on lateral movement, even though they were still capable of concertina movement. On an interesting note, in all species, locomotion choice was dependent on substrate 
When they were burrowing through soil, they used a whole body or concertina motion to move forward. Yet when they were above the soil, they used a lateral movement. Now this movement, the lateral movement, is similar to how snakes move in that side-to-side slithering motion. Family Typhlonectidae contains our aquatic Sicilians. Remember I said specifically before terrestrial? We do have aquatic Sicilians. There are 13 species in this family, and they live their entire lives under the water. And their locomotion differs from the terrestrial species. They also burrow into soil, our aquatics, but since the substrate is underwater, it's often more sandy or silty. Many species in this family, Typhlonectidae, have lost the concertina movement of the terrestrial Sicilians. Instead, they rely on a lateral motion to move through the water and the soft substrate. Super interesting. And that's it for Sicilian locomotion. I hope you enjoyed this episode because it's my fifth favorite thing about this awesome animal. If you're enjoying this podcast, please recommend me to friends and family and take a moment to give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It will help me reach more listeners and give the animals I talk about an even better chance at change. Join me next week for another thing I like about Sicilians. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Catherine Camp, piano extraordinaire.